It's the Bullcast Podcast. Now I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is my jolly good friend, Court Winston. <laughs> Merry Christmas. A day early, everybody. Well, it is. It's Christmas Eve. Yep. Do that jingle bell. <laughs> well, everybody, this is going to be another short and sweet little episode because we are coming to you on Christmas Eve, and hopefully you've got a busy day planned um, I do want to let you guys know that apparently we made it onto the nice list this year because Santa came early. Yes, yes. Santa was, Santa visited us with um, a new microphone. So from now on, whenever we re- refer over to Cameron, you might actually be able to hear him chime in, chime in because he's got his own microphone. Hello, world. <laughs> <gasps> Cam's got a microphone. Oh, now. it's it's on now. <laughs> <laughs> like Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and mute Cam. <laughs> <laughs> and done. And he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. Yeah, so we got new microphones, so Cam can chime in when uh you know whenever he wants. Whenever it's gonna be great. Well, w- whenever he decides to reach over from his monitoring station and actually unmute himself. We have a new mixer, so uh, I can I can mute Cam, I can turn him off and on as, as I please. We've got a whole bunch of new professional equipment, and we're going to sound better than ever, uh, except for Cameron. Well, Cameron will sound better when I want him to. Cameron, do you want to say something? me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Boys, bring it in. Come on. Help me. Help me. Okay, so it's Christmas Eve. We want to throw a little bit of just some kind of fun trivia, talk about a couple of things with you guys. So... Christmas has a lot of traditions, and one of the fun things I wanted to throw your way is, you know, everyone knows where different things like the tree and candy cane came from, but I didn't realize where tinsel came from. Do you know this, Court? I didn't until I read it today, Katie. (laughs) So it actually comes from a Ukrainian tale in which there was a poor household, and they found a pine cone rooted outside. They brought it in for a Christmas tree. The family was too poor to decorate it, so they went to bed with a bare tree. But overnight, a spider came in and put a beautiful web on this pine cone. And when they woke up, the sun hit it and it made the threads turn to silver and gold, making it a Merry Christmas after all. I really actually, even even with the whole uh, spider thing, I, I think that that is actually quite a lovely story. <laughs> I like it a lot. I think it's kind of fun because you just think of tinsel everywhere. And I know there's some people that think tinsel is very tacky, but it's a cool that it's it's. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be tacky. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know if you if you recall the ropes of tinsel that that they used to make, where it was basically like, you know, nowadays you have like little tinsel sprinkles that you can toss mm-hmm. over the, the branches. Yeah, no. When what? I was growing up, when I was a kid, there were like strings of tinsel that you wrapped around the tree. I know? think that was in like one of the Santa Claus movies with mm. Tim Allen that like they had the elves with attitude yeah. that had like the tinsel rope. Yep. Okay, well, another little fun one out there. Mistletoe. Okay, guys, yes, I know it's what you romance and you kiss underneath it. Okay, well, do you actually know that mistletoe seeds can spread through bird feces? So the name comes from German, which actually means dung branch. Dung branch. So you're kissing under a dung branch. Yep. How romantic. That is That is some, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to hold some dung branch over my my wife and I'm going to say, come here and kiss me under this dung branch. (laughs) I'm so sorry if I've ruined your Christmas Eve plans to kiss that perfect person under the dung branch. A dung branch. branch. (laughs) Okay, so 
Santa's image that we know of today, we kind of have to thank Coca-Cola. You know, I know Court loves that Coca-Cola brought about the polar bears with the red I do. scarves. I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> I love it so hard. But, I love it so much. But their image of Santa came out in 1931, and that's kind of what set us with this rosy-cheeked, big old jolly belly guy. Yep. Yep. As a matter of fact, uh, fun fun little thing you can do on your own time. Um, go back and actually read, and without a picture of Santa as you know him today in your head, go back and read Twas the Night Before Christmas. That description does not match our current modern day image of Santa. Because, you know, when I read it, I'm like, oh, it's Santa Claus. They're describing Santa Claus because mm-hmm. he's got a bowl full of jelly and all this stuff. But no, <laughs> if you actually read it, that Santa Claus in Twas the Night Before Christmas does not look like our Santa Claus today. Well, but, all that matters is our Santa Claus today, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's, that's what and matters. polar bears. <laughs> um, another little fun fact. Uh, somewhere around 15,000 people get sent to the ER because of Christmas decorating. Mm-hmm. I will say the last year that was me. I'm going to hazard a guess and say <laughs> since it's Christmas Eve that probably the majority of people that were going to go to the ER because of decorations probably already have gone. There are some people that actually wait and decorate their tree and everything. I, there was somebody recently, a client that came in that talked about that. They wait and decorate their tree until Christmas Eve. And so these poor parents are decorating a tree Christmas Eve and wrapping presents for their kids. Like, everything. I mean, or, come on. I mean, I don't know. I, Cameron, what do you do for your kids? When when our kids were growing up, we, we always did Santa Claus. So we didn't wrap the presents. We put the presents together Christmas Eve so that they would what be out What are you talking about kids. you did Santa Claus? Santa Claus is real. That's We helped Santa Claus then. We put the toys together for the kids and set them out because, you know, Santa Claus is a busy guy. What do you do, Kim? We wrap the presents mm. weeks in advance, put them under the tree. Our kids, like, vaguely believe in Santa Claus. We haven't shoved that down their throats yet. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not associate with these two. Santa, I still believe, so please come and visit me tonight because I want to have Santa presents under the tree tomorrow. Mm. Well, it's fine. You know. <laughs> we got some Scrooges here. Okay, speaking of Scrooges. Well, that was a fantastic segue. <laughs> So everyone knows Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. It was first published 176 years ago in 1943. Tells the story. Um, Katie? 1843. (laughs) Math is my strong suit, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I am in the financial industry. Typo for me. <laughs> yes, she's she also can read good. And since it said 1943 on the paper, she said 1943, because that's what it said. 176 years ago, this story was published. Tells the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, mm-hmm. who's visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley. Mm-hmm. And you've got the spirit of Christmas past. Everybody knows present, this story. And yet to come. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a fantastic story. I have been going and seeing a local production of A Christmas Carol since I was a baby. I mean, like very, very young, my parents started taking me to the theater to see A Christmas Carol every single year. Well, and it only took a couple weeks from when it was published to actually turn into a play. Yeah. So what you are seeing has been going on forever. uh, Apparently 176 years. Exactly. I mean, he... (laughs) Minus a couple of weeks. Yeah, he... Whip this book out in six weeks, mm. which is incredible because you think about how long it's been around, how many movies have been created, plays, all kinds of adaptations have been around. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find several articles and they all tend to agree 
that the 1938 A Christmas Carol, yes, it's black and white, ladies and gentlemen, but that one is the best. Oh, really? Followed by the Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. That's my favorite. There's probably some Gen X, like... Uh, nostalgists that really love that one. I'm pretty sure that's the first one I remember seeing was yeah. the Muppets. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's still, I, I mean, I'm going to have to watch it tonight, I think. Mm. It's a good one. And then followed by that, the third was the uh, 1984 Christmas Carol. That one is in color. So mm. if you don't like the black and white movies, then maybe you need to check that one out. But I mean, there's been some great actors who played Scrooge over the years. There have. And I mean, Michael Caine, we said, Patrick Stewart, um, other popular names, Bill Murray. Yes, and we <laughs> we would be listen. There are people that I know that are probably listening to this that would actually punch the wall if we didn't mention Scrooge. Oh yeah, I mean uh, certainly not a, a straight up adaptation of a Christmas Carol, but obviously it's a Christmas Carol, and, mm-hmm. and it is a fantastic version of a Christmas Carol. Who doesn't love Bill Murray? Oh yeah, I mean he's, he's a awesome. he's, he's a national treasure really at this point. He's well, a national treasure. And your your buddy Dumbledore. Was Scrooge one time? Well, okay, but let's be <laughs> fair about that because Dumbledore, my buddy Dumbledore, actually passed away sadly after the second movie. Yes. Um, I, Michael Gambon or Gambone or, or however you say his name was the the person that took uh, Richard Harris's place oh. as Dumbledore. And um, okay, sorry, he, Harry Potter fans. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I I was more of a Richard Harris fan than I was a, a Gambone fan. Gotcha. Other ones were like Jim Carrey, Tim Curry, Kelsey Grammer, and even the Fonz. I mean, the Fonz played Scrooge. In what? I think it was a TV show, TV adaptation of it. I can't remember Weird. exactly what it was. But yeah, I was shocked to see Henry Winkler played Scrooge. Hmm. So, okay, let, let's actually talk about this story. It's a little dark. It is. It you, is. I mean, you're, it's a ghost story. Honestly, if you think about it, it can be it can be scary for for a kid, for a child who's say three or four years old, who's going to theater for the first time and then is accosted by ghosts right after he sits down with his parents and cries <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, if you look at it, it's it's all about this one poor unfortunate soul that his misery and pain and what he inflicts on all the people around him and reflecting back on the reality of what's going on and about redemption and self-awareness. It's all about how everybody's impacted by somebody. If I'm being honest, okay, I've, I've watched the movie. I've seen the plays. I've mentioned several times. I've never actually read the story as it was originally written by Dickens. So mm. um, I've never read it, but it obviously, it gives you an idea of not only the impact that, uh, that Ebenezer Scrooge has had on other people, but the impact that they have had and or have on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and ultimately, the, the, his redemption comes through the, the, the people that he, that he knows. It, it, does, it, it doesn't come from within. It comes mm-hmm. from the people that he knows. Yeah, I mean, this, this story has had a lot of impact on a lot of people in ways that you may not have even known. Merry Christmas really wasn't used until this book came out. And the phrase bah humbug came from this. And using the adjective of describing somebody as Scrooge, Scrooge yeah. we all know what that means. You mm-hmm. say, oh, they're being a Scrooge this Christmas. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I know what that means. Yeah. Did Dickens come up with that just as a name that then became synonymous with with the, the Scroogey type persona? Or, I mean... That's 
my searching of the interwebs, that's what I gathered. I, ladies and gentlemen, I want to point out right now that I have Katie now saying interwebs. So court, <laughs> court calls this a victory. I was going to say, court is rubbing off on me for sure. <laughs> but so when we first thought about this, we're like, okay, a Christmas carol, it's so important to so many people. We all know it. Why don't Court and I tell you what our three ghosts, where the, our three ghosts would take us? And then it was like, oh, yeah, that, that could get dark. might get, you know, we love you guys. We want mm. you to get to know us very well. But we don't know if we want to get to know ourselves that well and really admit it to yeah. everyone. So we're turning it around, kind of making it a little positive, and decided that we would say, where would our three ghosts take us in more of a happier memory type and hopes for Christmas? Yeah, so we're basically, we're going to do the ghost of Christmas past. Mm-hmm. We're going to, to tell you what, what our favorite memory is from our past, our favorite Christmas memory from our past. For the the ghost of Christmas present, we're going to tell you what we expect to happen this Christmas, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the ghost of Christmas yet to come, I guess we'll talk about what we're hopeful for. Rather than, you know, if, if you're familiar with A Christmas Carol, then you know that what what Scrooge sees in A Christmas Carol is is very very dark mm-hmm. and and sad. And so we're not gonna we're not gonna go into the deep depths of our darkness. We're just gonna talk to you about hopeful things. So that hopefully we will not bring this mother down. (laughs) And then hopefully after you hear ours, you can start thinking about yours and go into your Christmas with those happy thoughts. So, okay, Court. Yes, Katie. Your ghost of Christmas past. Mm -hmm. Where where is your ghost taking you? Okay, a little pretext, context, I guess, for for my ghost of Christmas past. Because my ghost of Christmas past would take me to Pete and Sam's. Um, but, uh, for a little bit more of the story, you have to go back to my okay, childhood. Okay, for you not from Memphis, Pete and Sam's is a restaurant. Yes, because we have fans all over the world. Yes. Pete and Sam's is an Italian restaurant in Memphis, Tennessee, and it has been around my entire life and long before I was ever born, uh, and it is still around to this day. And, um... There is a particular tradition uh, amongst Memphians, some Memphians anyway, to go to Pete and Sam's on Christmas Eve. The place is packed on Christmas Eve. Well, I am here to tell you that as far as we are aware, my family was one of the first families to do that. Really? It, yes. And it all stems from the fact that every year for Christmas, my mom and her sister, their mother would come and stay with us one Christmas Eve and then go and stay with my aunt. One Christmas Eve. And it swapped back and forth. Christmas of 83. Because Mm -hmm. it would have been... Fall of 83 was my sister's freshman year in college. And she came home from her first semester away at college. And um, our grandmother was scheduled... Was supposed to be coming over to stay with us that Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And she said she couldn't because her pipes were frozen and the roads were icy. So, anyway. Wow. This is supposed to be a short episode. Um... (laughs) (laughs) So we went over to Marion, Arkansas to pick up my, my Mimi. By the time we got back to Memphis, it was too late for my mom to cook a dinner for us all. Mm-hmm. So we were calling around trying to find a restaurant that was open. And one of the only places that was open that year on Christmas Eve at that time of night was Pete and Sam's. It was so a sign. we all jumped in the car and went over to Pete and Sam's and had dinner, had Italian dinner on Christmas Eve at Pete and Sam's. And we have been going every Christmas Eve since then. So wow. 1983 to 2020. Um, what but, about when it burned down? Uh, we missed that year, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the parking lot. <laughs> okay, here's Cam making it dark. <laughs> so I mean, it was a great evening. It was, it was, it That's was 
awesome. It was, I, I, I remember everything about that night to this day. It was fun, fun, fun. And we've done it every year since, like I said. That's a great tradition. Okay, I mean, what's yours? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, on that, it's my, uh, the family I married into, my husband's family, they have ravioli for Christmas Eve. It's there. So it's an Italian. So we got even more in common, Court. <laughs> we both have Italian for Christmas Eve. Mm. Okay, so my ghost would take me to the past. I was trying to think of a specific time, but it more is kind of in line with yours of a tradition. Of course, this is my earliest memory of Christmas is I just think it's great that it would be, we would be upstairs and cause I, I grew up in the same house my whole life and it would be that we would wake up. My brother would have to come wake me up because I, I was not the child that was like ready to go at two in the morning. He'd have to come wake me up and we'd have to make sure my dad was awake. And we're just like, it's Christmas morning. Get up, get up. And we would have to sit at the top of the stairs and we were not allowed to walk downstairs until dad had walked down there and made sure everything was, you know, looking okay. And so we'd sit there and wait and wait and wait. And he'd walk down and motion for us to come down. And then we'd come down and... You know, Santa had had left us some gifts, and it was just a magical moment. And then we would all sit around and have breakfast, but with our wrapped presents because Santa never wrapped my presents. Mom wrote a letter to Santa and said, "You don't have to bother wrapping your presents. You know, it's okay." So our wrapped presents were from family members, and my brother and I would always make forts with our presents. And so we would build walls to separate ourselves and build forts. And that, you know, became an issue when he would get all the big, like, trucks and stuff like that. And he had the bigger boxes. But then it got better the older we got because he would get, like, video games that were all the little bitty ones. And I'd get, like, shoe boxes. So it flipped. Mm. That's my past ghost. I do. I, I also very much recall waking up really early on Christmas morning and wanting to go downstairs and, and get my presents and... I was always the first to rise. I was the youngest by a lot. And so everybody else was a little sleepier than me. And I had to wait <laughs> for everybody else to, to, to wake up. It was, oh man, it was crazy for several years. <laughs> uh, okay, so Katie, I'm going to flip it on you. And we have to we have to be taken somewhere by the ghost of Christmas presents. So uh, what happy thing are you anticipating seeing that the ghost of Christmas present is going to show you this year? I definitely would think that uh, my newest niece, so my oldest niece will be, is five, and my newest niece just turned one about a week ago. Oh, wow. So it'll be really exciting to see her first, well, she technically had a first Christmas, but you know, that was like seven days old. So it'll be cool to see her first Christmas Mm -hmm. and really experience that. But then again, I think it's, I don't have kids of my own yet, and it's awesome to see Christmas through a kid's eyes and that my parents do still keep a lot of the traditions and mm-hmm. we are fortunate that my brother's kids are still very much a part of Christmas with us. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing Christmas through their eyes. Interesting. All of my kids and all of my siblings' kids are a little bit bigger and so we don't we don't have that sort of Christmas glee. Uh, I have a nephew who is very young and who probably still very much enjoys Christmas morning, but I, I won't see Christmas morning with him. So... Uh, that he'll, you know, that'll, that'll be over at my brother's house. But, um, everybody else is pretty much grown up and kind of, you know, what did I get? Okay. <laughs> hopefully. More hopefully, socks? What? <laughs> you know, we will, uh, we will get together in some fashion on Christmas day as a family. We did it for Thanksgiving in a very, you know, sort of careful way, but, and we'll do something similar for Christmas, uh, and exchange gifts. And that will be a happy time. But if I can just 
get up on Christmas morning and and go outside and have the air cold. Just have it be cold outside. <laughs> Uh, then, then, then I would be a happy man. I, uh, there's, and I'm not even asking for a white Christmas. I don't care about a you white just want Christmas. A cold Christmas. I just want a cold Christmas. Yep. I just want to be able to step outside first thing in the morning and go, whoo, burr. So our Northern listeners are punching the wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay. Well, our last ghost, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. So mm. Court, where's your ghost taking you? I mean... I'm so bad at predicting the future. This is this is you know we're trying to be all hopeful for y'all, and I, I, I'm such a I'm such a like Debbie Downer that I you know I'm like, well Christmas in a couple of years I'll be alone. Okay, Eeyore, <laughs> Eeyore, get it together. It's Christmas Eve. Yes. No. I mean, honestly, in in, in this is tw- we're 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 closing out our podcast. Uh, we've got one more episode, short episode next week, but we're basically closing out our podcast for the year. And so I can say I think that this has been a really crazy year. So I, I don't know what Christmas for me really is going to look like tomorrow, but I can I my Christmas yet to come. I hope it's like my Christmas pasts. Um, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not looking, I, I love spending my Christmases with my kids and so forth. I'm not looking for family expansion. I'm not looking for, you know, if my kids get married, great. If they don't, great. You know, I just, I like having Christmas morning, family time. And and I don't, I don't ask for a lot more. I, I told you before, you know, Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday. <laughs> so Christmas for me, I'm just like, man, if I can get my, my, all of my kids together in one spot and not have to worry about us all being together in one spot, then I call it a win. Yep. Okay, well, my ghost of Christmas yet to come, um, I've put some thought into this, and I think it's it's because of this year that the importance of tradition and not only tradition of sharing stories of people from your past. So my future, I hope, is that I'm continuing to do the traditions that my family has taught me in whatever way it may be that I'm continuing to put out my grandmother's nativity set and I'm putting out those things and I'm telling my future, if I have kids or if it's just my you know nieces or whatever it may be, that I'm continuing to make new traditions and continue to keep Christmas alive, but also make sure that my families and relatives understand the importance of where we've been. Well... You went a lot deeper than I did. <laughs> we have given you a lot to today. It's it's Christmas Eve. You were probably ready to get back to that oven and get whatever you're cooking out of there. Or maybe you're just finishing up your drive to your parents' place yeah. or your kids' place or wherever it is you're going. But uh, Or you're finishing your last Christmas shopping. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Or maybe you're out shopping like I will be as soon as I finish, uh, as soon as I finish up at the office, I've got to get out and get those last minute presents and it's Christmas Eve and I do it every year. I do it to myself and I can't complain because I do it to myself. I hope that's not you, but if it is, then I hope this has entertained you while you were doing it. I feel like we've probably pretty much said everything we can say for this Mm -hmm. episode. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me just wrap this up by giving you a sort of a truncated bullseye, if you will. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge was in the financial industry, but not everybody in the financial industry is an Ebenezer Scrooge. See, I'm (laughs) tying it all back in. Y'all have been wondering the whole time, am I listening to a financial podcast? Well, guess what? You are. 
Yes, you are. Ooh. And if you do put yourself into financial debt this holiday season, don't worry. We're here for you. We'll help you get out of it. Perfect. <laughs> okay, now we have given you enough to be going on with. So, Merry Christmas. I hope you all have a great Christmas tomorrow. Uh, but for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. Merry Christmas, y'all. Mm-hmm.